There's my oh, bonch. Hey. I mean, bonchy. I mean, it's me, Go- Goocher, Goocherino. <laughs> it's me, Sandy Gooch. Hooray! Did you see and, the? And boy, the am I uncomfortable. Did they? See, did you see the tweets that uh, we got? No. Ah, you should read the Twitter account. Um, I don't. I don't. I don't tweet. <laughs> I know you don't. I followed you or something, but you haven't tweeted in literally like three years. Yeah. Um, but I'm surprised I've done it that recently, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Dan Brin tweeted at us and said, just started the episode uh, on Monday, but I know a real life person named Sandy Gooch. She's a very oh nice my. older woman from Florida <laughs> and driving by a mailbox that has Gooch in capital letters written on it in big, bold text never stops being funny. That's very good. That's awesome. Uh, that reminds me of... I don't know if I've mentioned this on the show before or not, but um, uh, <laughs> one of my ki- kind of like biggest musical mentors in the uh, in the old-time world is named Harry Bullock. <laughs> um, okay. And uh, I, very, I very seldom, you know, think... It very seldom occurs to me because mostly when I think about him, I'm like, oh, yeah, Harry. Yeah. Harry, who plays the obscure Mississippi tunes that he found in the Carroll County Library, like not Harry with a funny name. Yeah. Um, But, you know, every time I mention him, people are like, if they don't know him, they're like, what did you just say? (laughs) Is this some sort of (laughs) officer Harry Cox knock knock joke or something? (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Does he ever uh, tour in like England? You know, I'm sure he has. That is even better. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. He has at least once, I'm sure. Nice. Yep. Officer Harry Cox. And it's Sandy Gooch. They should meet. <laughs> Gooch and Cox together again for the first yeah. time. You're a loose cannon, Cox. Turn in your gun and badge. <laughs> Okay, I guess I'll play the music. I got it right this time. Every time you hum along to the theme music, I uh, it's a little bit off sync because of Skype and how awesome Skype is introduces lag every single time. Well, let's sync it up for me. This shouldn't be that hard. Oh, I did that one time a couple episodes ago. <laughs> anyway, as you've probably guessed by now, this is a podcast named Think Outside the Box Set. And, duh. Uh, <laughs> duh, you idiot. And if you haven't figured this part out yet, it's a podcast about learning to appreciate an artist's back catalog. What, and back, back catalog? <laughs> catalog, yeah. Uh, That's it's, my it's all catalog about gun, of guns. Gun collecting. Catalog. <laughs> Oh, it's a not very good. T- it's not very timely right now. Um, Better go buy them, folks. While you still can. <laughs> you still can. Before We're President Obama, guns. I mean Trump, I mean Trump steals all your guns away. Anyway, yeah. if you're so thick and oblivious that you haven't guessed this part, my name is Nathan Hunt. <laughs> and uh, let me s- sound it out real slow for you dummies out there. Uh-huh. My name is Cameron DeWitt. Yep, that's... And we're listening to Insane Clown Posse, album by album, and we're more than halfway through. We are more than halfway... This is their 10th album. It's our 10th ICP episode. What are they, like 14 or something? Uh, Yeah, I think so. I mean, like, that we're going to cover? Oh, yeah, you mean 
Besides the compilations and the live albums yeah, and all that stuff. Yeah, there's a bunch of bullshit in there. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's one way of putting it, yeah. Um, Cameron, tell me what you think of those albums. Uh, you know, these albums are getting less and less remarkable after uh, Bizarre. Bizarre. What? Um, what? <laughs> after B-I-Z-Z-A-R. What? But... These... I don't like I don't like these albums uh, ever since like three albums ago. What do you love? Do you love this album? Absolutely, <laughs> I really liked it. I had a great time listening to it. I thought it was super fun, oh, good. and I really enjoyed the production because guess what? Mikey Clark is back, He's mother truckers, back. like a vertebrae. Yeah, uh, like scoliosis. Boom shot. Boom was, his, day. his production was praised by critics, according to Wikipedia, and the album peaked at number twenty on the Billboard two hundred. Wow, that's 19 uh, tenths of the way there. Wait, is that <laughs> math? Something like that, yeah. Um, that's maths. Yeah, and th- there's, a, there's a touching story of their reconciliation. It says on Wikipedia, after becoming a full-time producer for Kid Rock, boo, Mikey Clark boo. contracted pneumonia, which is just the righteous wrath of karma. It says that on Wikipedia. I'm just, I don't, I'm not editorializing. That's, that's what it says. I mean, and that's, that's the gospel truth straight from the mouth of Wikipedia. Uh, but he ignored the illness and began coughing severely as he awoke, leading to a three-month stay in Mount Clemens General Hospital, during which one of his lungs collapsed three times. Jesus. As the result of his near-death experience, Clark decided to reconcile with Bruce and Utzler. So it took that to bring him back to the fold. Did did we ever learn what happened? Like, why did they have a falling out? I don't think I learned. I'm sure it's out there. I'm sure if we spent mm. even one second looking for it, we'd find it. I'm going to spend at least one second. Oh, interesting. Uh, just give me 15 long minutes. Okay. <laughs> why did Mike E. Clark and ICP have a falling out? I'm on the edge of my seat. This is See, this um, is the thing that really works in an audio medium is just suspense. Oh. Let's look at Boom the juggalos.wikia. Uh, the, oh, uh, I've been on there before. The hatch, hatchetpedia. Mm-hmm. Okay. Where's the fight? Where's the fight? Where's the fight? Where's the fight? Oh, you you, you read this exactly from <laughs> the hatchetpedia. Did they just rip off Wikipedia on their hatchetpedia? Oh, I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, okay, okay. According to Clark... It seemed like too much was going on, and I wasn't sure about the material. I needed a break. I was frazzled. We weren't getting along, so that was it. All right. Okay. That's <laughs> wasn't vague. very satisfying. Yeah. Hey. Creative differences. Irreconcilable yeah. differences. Yeah. I'm sure I'm sure they would get tired of each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like... Yeah. I feel like... You need to take a break. That makes could, sense. Yeah. That actually seems really reasonable. Very plausible. <laughs> So this yeah. album is called the Temp. We, we, you and I have felt similar things about ICP. <laughs> about ICP, yes, <laughs> yeah, um, it's exactly right. So this album is called The Tempest from 2007, not 2015. That's a fun fact. Cameron almost listened to the wrong album. Whoops, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing you checked in with me because I'm the guy who knows things. Yep. Um, because on Spotify, it, this is listed as being from 2015, probably some like remaster or something. Um, Spotify is not great about giving the correct years or dates for albums. They're great about everything else though. They're, they're pretty great. Yeah. Dude, I had, I had a moment like of just like excitement cause I typed in, um, what I think I typed in think outside the box set 
box set, <laughs> think outside the box set or something on Spotify, mm-hmm. and we showed up. And then I was like, oh, did we make it onto Spotify? Or are we a Spotify podcast? How did this happen? And then I realized, oh, it was just like my library, mm-hmm. and it was searching my library uh-huh. files. And I was like, fuck, we didn't make the cut. Well, we might have some news to announce on that front in a in oh. a. Uh, in the near future. Okay. We'll see about that. Stay tuned, sports fans. I mean, I don't have news. You have news <laughs> for me, I guess. I said I might at some point. I don't know. Oh, okay. Who, who, I mean, I don't know. It's just, I just work here. Felt very leading. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Suspense. You're such a temp- temptist. Temp- okay. Tempter. Temptister. So this Tempster. album is called The Tempest, and it's my favorite William Shakespeare adaptation. Yeah, uh, I just—it's it's not you really. Remember that? You—you <laughs> you remember that uh, Bill Shakespeare comedy about uh, the roller coaster? The roller coaster and the wicked clowns. <laughs> yeah, the I, roller coaster that dressed up as a woman, <laughs> and it was so funny. <laughs> uh huh. I do There's think so Shaggy, many errors. <laughs> I do think Shaggy would make a good Caliban, though. Uh huh. And Violent J could be a good puck, maybe? I don't know. Maybe, maybe switch those. Uh, but as a side note, Shakespeare is on the genius. And so if you search for The Tempest on the genius, you have uh, on the right-hand side where it lists albums, you have The Tempest, 1610, and The Tempest, 2007. Interesting. Well, Shakespeare comes first, I guess. What a bunch of elitists. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking get with what the a- times, they're genius. What a bunch of chronologists. <laughs> yeah, trying to put things in order. Time, time prejudice. Yep. Um, so do you want to explain the theme slash concept of this album? Uh, yeah, but first I want to tell this like uh, kind of like sad, scary story. Um, did you read this thing um, about the, uh, the violence, the real life violence that happened from a juggalo in 2006? No. What happened? So, in 2006, ICP fan Jacob D. Robida, or Robida, I don't know how his name's pronounced, uh, he attacked some people it's in the gay eponymous. bar. It's pronounced eponymous. Okay. <laughs> uh, he attacked some people in a gay bar in Massachusetts with a handgun and a hatchet. Fuck. And then a few Where days later, uh, New Bed, Bed something? New Bedford? I, I didn't write it. Maybe. New Bedford, yeah. Uh, then a few days later, he killed... It seems like all of the weird um, <laughs> ICP stuff happens in Massachusetts. It does. Uh, it's weird. Yeah. Uh, a few days later, he killed a police officer when he got pulled over. And then what? a little later, he got pulled over again, and he shot his girlfriend, and then got in a shootout with the police, and they shot him twice in the head, and he died in the hospital. Shit, son. And then a few days after that, Alex Abyss, uh, ICP's manager, released a statement. And, oh, by the way, um, oh. Jacob, the shooter, um, well, the not cop shooter, <clears throat> he had a, um, like a swastika, swash, swash. A what now? Swash, I, I don't a know if I said the, Yeah. He had, he had that cool symbol that unfortunately means Nazis. Yeah, well... It's very good graphic design. It, well, I mean, like, the uh, the Buddhists had it first. Oh, really? Yeah, it's like, it's, a, it's still a traditional religious symbol in, across a lot of India. Interesting. Yeah. That's unfortunate. Yeah. One more, one more one <laughs> cultural more appropriation where something gets ruined. Yeah, like Pepe. Um, 
Yeah, I like <laughs> that sweet little frog. That sweet little frog. And they're equally as egregious and yeah. uh, impactful. <laughs> okay, so um, he had like uh, swastika tattoos and I mean, what tattoo? Of- I don't know how to say the word, apparently. <laughs> I'm sorry. I think most people in English using their mouths say swastika. 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 No, unless, unless you're... Uh, there's no shushing in there? Unless you're Sean Connery, I mean. Swastika. Swastika. You're the man now, dog. Uh, the, the, the laser grid is in a swastika. <laughs> swastika. Ahem. Catherine Zander-Jones, watch out for the swastika laser. Swastika. Mm, apparently I can't do a Sean Connery. Let's spend a minute. Uh, Can I you do any, any impressions? Do you have any good? Do you have any good impressions? Lay it on me. <laughs> I, I do a really good impression of a, a person who is totally dumbfounded and starstruck whenever um, Paul McCartney talks. <laughs> <laughs> and you do a great Ringo Starr too. Yeah, let's not forget that. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I was trying to tell this real bummer of a story. So he had. Um, those symbols on his arm uh-huh. uh, or tattoos somewhere. And uh, he had a website with a bunch of Nazi shit. Fuck. Anyway, the manager released a statement a few days after he died. Um, it's quite obvious that this guy had no clue what being a juggalo is all about. If anyone mm. knows anything at all about ICP, then you know that they have never, ever been down or will be down with any racist or bigotry bullshit. That is true. Um, like they, their that is first true. album, they were calling out bigots. That is true, but the the violence that this shooter um, committed was not towards people of other races or ethnicities. Not not specifically. Like mm. is that a gay bar? Mm-hmm. Um, which yeah, you know, they're, ICP they're not, has been a little homophobic. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're not specifically targeting gays as, like, you should be violent to them, but they're definitely, yeah, they're definitely homophobic. Yeah, um, or at least have something of a tendency towards homophobia. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know how self-aware, but... Um, right. So, that, and then violence against women, yeah. duh. Yeah. And then violence against police, you know, is all over ICP, so, like... Well, it's not, a, it's not that prevalent, Actually, there's like violence against um, judges and other people who are authority figures, but there hasn't been a lot of like cop violence. Remember? Yeah, not as much as others, but yeah, I I just thought the statement was weird because it seemed like they were um, drawing attention to the fact that this guy was like a Nazi. Yeah. Um, but the violence that he was committing wasn't specifically like nazi related right you know it seemed like they were trying to like not um you know actually address the fact that like the violence the performative violence in icp's music is at least somewhat related to the actual violence that was committed yeah and uh it also seems like a, a pretty textbook example of the no true scotsman fallacy uh, how would you explain that for our, our dear listeners? Not me. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. So there's oh, a... Oh, yeah. I, I think I know what you mean. There's a great Cause, website. Because they say no juggalo. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, uh, there's a great website called uh, Your Logical Fallacy Is. Yeah. Let's see. There's... Oh, I was just at it. Where's a no true Scotsman? There it is. So you made what could be called... Uh, da, 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 da. Oh, this is 
It's not a very well written website. Oh, it, yeah, maybe I'm maybe it's not actually a real example of this. Um so here's an exi- here's a uh, in this form of faulty reasoning, one's belief is rendered unfalsifiable because no matter how compelling the evidence is, one simply shifts the goalposts that it wouldn't apply to a supposedly true example. This kind of right. post-rationalization is a way of avoiding valid criticisms of one ar- argument. Example: Angus declares that Scotsmen do not put sugar on their porridge, to which Lachlan points out that he is a Scotsman and puts sugar on his porridge. Furious like a true Scot. <laughs> Angus yells that no true Scotsman sugars his porridge. Right. What is that a euphemism for? <laughs> you can sugar my porridge. Uh, <laughs> Girl. <laughs> I think that's 8 a.m. <laughs> so it sounds like to me. What? Uh, 8 a.m. 8 a.m. What is a- that? A2m. Oh, okay, okay. You're just, you're just slurring it so Booty much. Booty to moody. Boot. Hmm. <laughs> It's a which which movie is it? Is it uh or is it just all J and Bob's silent or in Silent J? Are they just all going around? What did I say? What did I call him? It's <laughs> hard <laughs> to say. I don't really care. Schwarzschnurkarsch. <laughs> um. So, I want I want to read something about the concept of this album. Uh, Wikipedia says Bruce describes the album's concept as relating to both a violent storm, which turns into a tornado and pulls people into a hurricane as well as a roller coaster. Yeah. What? That makes no sense. Uh, but I also want to read this, this quote from Violent J, a.k.a. Uh, Joseph Bruce. According to Bruce, quote, that's a lot like riding on a violent roller coaster, I'd assume. I'd assume? I would assume. He doesn't I've never know. never been on one. He's never been I've on a roller on- coaster? Very peaceable roller coasters. I assume. He continues, you get jerked to the left, jerked to the right, sucked way up into the sky, and then you go shooting down to the floor, and then you jerk up to the left, and then you whip around to the right. Well, the Tempest is a storm in the form of a roller coaster. Okay. So, so wait. Is a roller coaster a metaphor for a Tempest, which is a metaphor for divine judgment? Or is a storm a metaphor for a roller coaster for divine judgment or is there just literally a roller coaster and a storm and wicked wicked clowns i think it's it's like uh it's like uh the wizard of oz where instead of like a house flying around in a tornado it's a roller coaster (laughs) 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 yeah i mean there's there's a very literal roller coaster and a very literal storm on the cover of this album also yeah jay and uh shaggy are both on that roller coaster in this photo on the, uh, well, I, on didn't, the front. I didn't look up close at it yeah also it has a harry potter style lightning bolt on the p of uh. tempest the tem <laughs> this, this is post hp oh yeah totally this is um, like 10 years post hp Hadn't even, hadn't even occurred. We were so busy thinking about um, 9-11 and its effect on ICP. We hadn't even thought about what Harry Potter's <laughs> effect would have on him. What the fuck is he doing to them? He's messing with their heads. ICP, the, the hatchet is a horcrux. Oh, my God. <laughs> but they call it a bitch crux. Well, tomato, tomato. Mm. Um, so I like that. This might be my favorite ICP album so far. Huh. I feel like they're they're freed from the Joker's cards. They're right. they just can have fun and enjoy themselves. Uh, they're not pretentious and serious and 
you know, making weighty religious proclamations. They're just yeah. goofing around and having fun. I like it. I don't disagree. I was a little bit bored by it. Um, How many times you listened to it? Just once. Oh, well, I've listened quite a few times, and I think you can't that stop. <laughs> you can't stop listening to it. I Were you bored stop. after the first time? Uh, it didn't stand out to me too much. But Interesting. again, it's like usually the way I listen to these albums first is either at work or on a run. And it's right. hard to really focus on them a hundred percent in either of those right. circumstances. So it takes me a few listens to really latch onto them and get into them. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, there, there's, there may be my favorite ICP song in this. Ooh, I am really, okay. I wonder if I can guess it. Let me think. Um, with probably the best title <laughs> of any ICP song. Uh, oh, is it If I Was a Serial Killer? No. Oh, okay. Um, I, I, Haunted Bumps? It's definitely Haunted Bumps. What? That song's not, <laughs> that's not that good. It's not a standout. That song's fucking rad, man. That's all right. Okay, well, that let's... That song didn't pump you up? Uh... Uh, I quit Let's, the podcast. Okay. <laughs> we'll finally replace you. Yeah. All right. So let's actually start listening to these songs. The first song to listen to is called The Sky is Falling. The dead hope. And the air was white for some impending judgment. When it rains, it falls. And judging by the look of the sky, this might be it. Judging by the look of the sky. The sky is falling. Yeah, that's probably some of my favorite um, production. I love that piano part. Yeah, it's, it's super great. cool. Um, there's there's some really great. Uh, so obviously this is you know about a literal storm and uh, Violent J and um, Shaggy Two Dope emerge from it and enact justice uh, on you the say earth and enact ad justice. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> At least one justice. Up to and including one justice. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's a, yeah, I mean, that's that's basically the song. I don't really like the chorus that much. This shit's going to be fun, be fun, be fun. Um, I don't know. It's a little annoying to me, but I really like the production and there's this really fun sampling that gets panned really far left and then right and left and right that goes, move, duck, everybody run, move, duck, everybody run. It's super fun. So I like the yeah. production of the song really well, but it's it's basically, you know, a standard intro song. I think it's a really good intro song. I really like the way each of them is introduced as like, it's almost like a wrestling intro. So yeah. Violent J gets stepping out of the whipping and piercing rain in walks a wicked clown, Violent J. And then Shaggy's like spinning back down to earth, riding in a tornado, lands a wicked clown, Shaggy too dope. And then do they, do they give a whoop whoop? They do. The it's clown? like this great sort of like, whoop, whoop. yeah, <laughs> low pitched kind of low energy. Whoop whoop. Which I'm totally into. I like that. Yeah. I dig it. Yeah. Um, but I think you're right. There's not like a ton of substance to this song. No. Um, I do like the piano figures. Yeah. Reminds me a lot of, um, Mad Villain or something. Mm. 
Uh, kind of reminds me of Humble a little bit. Humble, what that is? Just because it's just because it's low, low piano from from uh, DM. Oh, uh, I need to listen to that a few more times. Yeah, apparently. Uh, oh no, I'm a bad person. All right, song two, Ride the Tempest. Yeah, so guess what? It's a big, fast roller coaster. It's the biggest and the fastest, and it takes you into the sky. And then you plunge down and, quote, your balls jump up your ass in a quick dash. Yep. <laughs> so. <laughs> Do the Scooby-Doo run. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Run uh, away. <clears throat> feets don't fail me now. Or balls don't fail me now, I guess. <laughs> Getaway the balls of your feet. Yeah, ooh, that too. The feet uh, of your balls. Well, I don't know what kind of uh, anatomical deformities you have, but I, I don't have those. Um, there's some really good flow on some of these. Like they, they, yeah, this album has some really good flow, some much better flow than they, they've had before. Um, mm-hmm. Like the last album was pretty uneven, but this song features a lot of repeated sounds on the lines. It says, we fucking rolling with no control and then bolts ain't holding. Take you higher, rolling on wires till time expires. Very good. Like lots of alliteration, internal, internal rhymes, um, repetition of vowel sounds, even from line to line. Yeah. I'm into that. Yeah. A lot more thought and care put into some of these lyrics. Yeah. Uh, and and the, the music of the lyrics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, this song has that like kind of fun catchy chorus featuring Jay singing along to that synth melody that we heard. It's something thrilling for you. So get on, get on it. You got that feeling in you. So jump up, jump on it. Come on and jump. You might as well jump. Hey, jump is on it. Just, jump is on it just it. me or does this album and the last album, is there a, a lot less shaggy Two dope? Um, Feels there, like there's less. There is sometimes. Uh, he gets a whole song to himself on this one, though. Yeah, but there's less like trading back and forth songs That's in this album and the last one. Although like most of these, Jay. most of these songs, he gets at least one verse. Right. Um, but it's definitely it's still not fifty fifty. Like I thought at some point they'd sort of. Uh, yeah become like an equal partnership through and their they, career kind of they kind of did a few albums in yeah and then yeah it's just lately it's been feeling like all jay which is a shame because i i like shaggy two dubs character a lot more i agree yeah yeah he's a lot more charming to me me too oh he does get some <laughs> the story song at the end we'll talk about it but is really really great and we get a yeah. big heaping spoonful of uh <laughs> of uh of shaggy two dope Mm, a hot little spoonful. Yep. All right. Well, a shaggy little spoonful. Gross. <laughs> Next song is called Alley Rat. Uh, we didn't start the fire. 
as long as Burnin. Uh huh. Um, Alley Rat. It kind of sounds like that. Slash is the end of the world, and uh, as we know it, and that mm-hmm. other Garth Brooks sound, song. Yeah. <laughs> they draw a lot of inspiration from Garth Brooks. These yes. uh, wicked clowns. Um. Yeah, it was because of that. The way the lyrics are set up, it it's kind of hard to parse, but it seems like it's a boasting song about being a scrub. Yeah. Yeah. Would you say that this is like psychedelic guitar? It what do you call this guitar sound? Is. Yeah, I was. It's not really like blues rock. Yeah, I think it could be like psychedelic mm. pop, psychedelic pop, maybe. There were a couple moments that I liked in this real well. Now I'm riding up stuck underneath an ups truck. UPS. I love that part. I was going to call is that, that out a, too. Is that a thing? Do people say that? I don't think I've I've never heard it, but you know that's just me. Uh, then there's another. There's a re- <laughs> there's a really forced rhyme that uh, I think is really funny. He mm-hmm. says, uh, fuck jobs, fuck rules, fuck church, fuck schools, fuck court, fuck jail, hospitals, and funerals. Yeah, I was going to call That's that out, too. <laughs> yeah. So those are the high points of this. Um, but, yeah, mostly it's about, you know, kind of being being greasy and, uh, yeah. Yeah, this is the first song where he has every line go to the same rhythm that didn't annoy me. Like, for some reason, I feel like this song pulls it off better. I think the music's more interesting, and uh, I think the lines themselves are are more interesting. And it does sound like it's the end of the world that we know it, or we didn't start the fire, or whatever that Garth Brooks song was. Yeah. So there's there's a line in here. Um, when I die, bury me with my dick in your mouth. <laughs> that's that, a weird line. That's a really weird line. <laughs> <laughs> just uh are we to believe that this person is like all right i guess i'm just gonna like like bury my head in the dirt and <laughs> suck your cock for eternity yeah i don't i don't really have much else to say about this song do you want to get to your favorite mm-hmm. haunted clumps <laughs> i mean oh, bumps can't describe my bump. They know. something from the beyond in my trunk so uh, violent. I feel I don't feel good. Mm-hmm. I think I, I think I'm gonna have some haunted dumps. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> I'm an anti-vaxxer now I have haunted mumps <laughs> uh, you know I really didn't like that uh, that Robert Zemeckis uh, Casper the Friendly Ghost crossed over a uh, haunted gump not into that uh, yeah but have you seen me rocking my haunted pumps <laughs> oh very nice uh, and Nutty Professor 2 the haunted clumps or I guess that would be the third movie after they've all died <laughs> died from fatness or farting or whatever it was that they had that they were afflicted with uh, yeah out of their haunted rumps <laughs> a boom shock a day oh that was a real alley-oop yeah well done uh, Jack Black has such a such a fun parody of the clumps movies in uh, Tropic Thunder oh yeah fatties and fatties <laughs> fart too that's very good oh boy 
Anyway, haunted bumps. Haunted bumps. So Violent J has an he has a powerful stereo in his car, I guess. But it's more than just powerful. He's more than just the gangbangers driving around in ghetto ass hoopties who pound the bass. He's got an unearthly sound system. People mm-hmm. think a nuclear war is at the front door when I got my volume only on four. And the storefront shatter killing these kilowatts is all that matter. And he says, there's something from the beyond in my trunk. So he's got quite the junk in his trunk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, there's some really... Yeah, the the line, those that have heard can't describe my bump. They know there's something from the beyond in my trunk. My bumps, and... my bumps, my bumps. My <laughs> lovely speaker humps. <laughs> Check it out. Uh, there's some really like I, I think his flow is just really good in this. Um, my woofers blow down trees and then pull them back up past the graveyard as the tombstones crack up. Um, his delivery on that's super good. Uh, I just like I I like this like kind of like spooky character. I like the idea of I like ICP's take. On the on feeling empowered by having a loud uh, sound system, because mm-hmm. usually people are just like annoyed by loud loud sound systems. Mm-hmm. But in this take, it's like a wish fulfillment where people are actually intimidated and impressed and like moved by your sound system. And mm-hmm. I like kind of appreciated it. Yeah, uh, it it felt like a yeah, it just like felt like a very empowering like song for some reason yeah i i just kind of bought it i felt i felt good about it i also like that they're drawing some empowerment from something that's not violence because they've had plenty of that and i don't mind that but it's it's nice that they're branching out yeah yeah they i think they talk more about music in this album yeah a couple instances of that yeah He's got lots of tall, tall tales. The woofer's blowing down trees, and then my bumps pop fake titties and melt ice grills. Relocate your piercings, dissolve your pills. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I like that. I'm into that. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't think it's the strongest song on this album. Dude, I really like it. All right. I think it's, I think it's the best. Okay. Well, good for you. This, except for this next one is super fun. It's great. The next one is called Growing Again. Got out the car and had the doctor get in Shaggy's place. You should have seen a fucking look up on his painted face. He said, holy fucking shit. I don't know if you're knowing, but you're growing and it's obviously showing. Only watch when you fall down. 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 Now I'm growing again. Now I'm growing again. That, there's Shaggy. He's on the chorus. Yeah. I also yeah. really like that descending, uh, I guess it's a synth in the background of the chorus. As a side note, I don't know if you've seen this show, but I just got finished watching the new adaptation of The Tick on Amazon. Oh, good. Uh, which features a very large man. He's one of the main characters slash plot elements who is also like three or four miles high. Uh, and it's just very, very tall. And they, they call him the VLM, the very large man. <laughs> so that's, I just kept picturing that dude through this entire song. Awesome. Anyway, this, what, what is this it about? Is a song about Violent J goes, uh, he, he undergoes another uh, growth spurt, except for this one makes him, he just keeps growing and growing and growing um, until eventually he runs off the earth. Um, so, yeah, it's, 
he just keeps getting bigger and bigger and gets into all these funny situations. At first, it's sort of an inconvenience, and he goes to Shaggy Two Dope's house, and you know, um, he wakes up in the morning and he's like, he can barely leave. Uh, there's a really, <laughs> there's a really funny line where. Where Shaggy goes. This is my favorite line. Oh my Holy god! Holy fuck! Don't move. First thing you gotta fucking do is do not move. <laughs> <laughs> we oh, need to Shaggy. get you out of the house before you fuck my shit up. I love it. Oh Shaggy. So, yeah, it's delightful. And he he it's it's very much like a Hamilton style like rap play. Like it's very it's all dialogue. Like all of Shaggy's parts are like definitely dialogue. Yeah. Um, but delivered as rap in a in a very well put together way and it's super charming and yeah. at first shaggy is like kind of freaked out and annoyed um but then by the end uh he shaggy's like riding on violent j's shoulder chilling on my shoulder in a custom made and, basket hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh try to i'm trying to ride with my boy in this bitch and outlast it mm-hmm. <laughs> um it's it's a tale of friendship and yeah. it's it's really charming and the i tale can't of two help juggalos but- I can't help but think that it's about sort of the awkwardness and the joy of um, finding success. Mm. I think it's got to be interesting um, because it's it's sort of equal parts. Like at the beginning, it's like growing pains, and like he's you know, it's just like what do you? He's unaware of his own body. Watch where he fall down. Is like the chorus every time. Oh shit! Oh fuck! Yeah, which is super funny the way it's. Oh shit! Oh fuck! <laughs> um, but then, but by at the end, he's like, he's like sprinting, um, and uh, yeah. Now I'm running. Every step is 32 miles, shaking the earth, turning buildings into piles. And he's just like super empowered. Footsteps, footsteps, explosions, three days of dust, and I'm running, and I can still hear Shaggy on the megaphone. Keep, keep, keeping on. Don't stop. Come on. Um, so it's, yeah, it's sort of this this picture of, um, yeah, of Violent J being kind of the star, and Shaggy's like the the sidekick who's just super loyal, mm. and uh, them both like leaning into their roles. It's um, it's interesting that you say that you think it's it's sort of a metaphor for their success. Because Wikipedia says that this was inspired by Violent J's weight gain. And so oh, interesting. this is right around the time or a few years after he kind of got his to his biggest weight. Uh-huh. Um, and by this time, he was like pretty overweight. And he continued being that way for most of the 2000s, I think. Um, he did hmm. end up losing a lot of weight just in the last couple of years. Um interesting yeah he went from looking like a uh if, if you find photos of him without his makeup yeah. <laughs> he goes from looking like a uh guy fieri to like a uh a sad looking louis ck <laughs> or sadder looking sadder louis looking <laughs> with hair yeah and like uh, uh teardrop tats yeah yeah so i yeah, I this this song's really interesting. It's super catchy and it's really fun, but it also has these hints about some darker stuff going on, and it it's, it feels like some really interesting uh, tackling of this issue on an emotional level for Jay. It ends where he says, "I'm running through state." You, you read that part, but he says, yeah. "And I'm running." Finally, gravity took me away. I ran right off the planet into the black of outer space, and I'm running. And that's the way the song ends. 
Yeah. So it ends in kind of a dark place, despite how empowering it was for a while. But I mean, even with the empowering, like so much of the song focuses on how inconvenient it is to get bigger. Yes. Uh, who the fuck was in my seat? Fucking with my levers and readjusting my mirrors. I stopped. Oh, yeah, to that's get a, right after he starts growing. Yeah. I get in the back of my car. I split my ass seam. My shit ain't hardly fitting anymore. Fucked up detergent or I'm growing bigger than a motherfucking dinosaur. Oh, that's, that's a good line break. Yeah. Yeah. Internal <laughs> rhymes. Yeah. And then he like outgrows Shaggy's house, his couch. He puts a hole in Shaggy's ceiling with his big head. Anyway, next song is called Humdrum Boogie. If I ain't really there, my balls do not care. My balls. Come on, we put it on me, bitch. Hit me with the Humdrum Boogie. That thing off, pretty. Come on, we put it on me, bitch. Right now, right now. Boogie. That thing my balls. Come on, we put it on me, Oh, my God. I love the way... I love, I love so much that goes on, that, on in that chorus. The way he says, oh, goody. <laughs> he's just, he's so excited. So sincerely yeah. excited. Yeah. Um, so this is, this is a song about how much ICP loves their boogies. They got boogie woogie woo, a humdrum boogie. This one is an ode to Hummers. No, not the gas-guzzling automobile. <laughs> Urban Dictionary is the expert here with the definition more than a blowjob. It's when a girl actually hums, thus vibrating her lips, when her mouth has encased your engorged penis or balls. <laughs> and then Jay says it right in the first lines. She surprises me. Sometimes she hums on my balls, and I can see the world right through her bedroom walls. Because this beach changes their lives, including Shaggy's, because they can fly. Their lives flash before their eyes. Yeah, they sort of go on like a vision quest. Yes, they do. <laughs> when they receive these, yeah, these these fillings, and uh, they have these great lines um, about. Let's see, where do they go? Uh, I can fly with the seagulls on the beach with the tide because she can blow me there. I swear, right through the air. All right. <laughs> it's a mighty wind. Yeah. She's blowing him That's, there. That is the joke. <laughs> the same joke. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh, I also, there's a really fun extended metaphor, which we haven't seen IC, ICP do very often. He says, to have her hum in performance, the show is enormous. Only two fans in attendance. These two in my pants, my balls. She's my favorite. <laughs> She's got my standing applause, humming me into harmony right through my balls. Yeah. That's like a really four-line metaphor. Yeah. They really yeah. committed to that ex extended metaphor. Um, I like that. It's, they're really going for it. Yep. Um, kiss, kiss my dick and hum my balls. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you do those both at the same time? I mean, I guess if you really deep throat, maybe. Yeah, I guess it depends on your... Technique. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And the, and the pain. <laughs> oh, depends on the pain. If it's a very short and stubby one. Yeah. It's a chode. Yeah, or if they're like, you know, really long balls. <laughs> I guess. Do your work. balls hang low? Do they wobble to and fro? Can you tie them in or not? Can you tie them in a boat? Uh, they do use the word bitch, but do. it it doesn't really bother me, a white man, as a way they use it. Um, I yeah, they, the the way they use it in this kind of makes it 
seemed like that kind of consensual, like you freaky, like, come on, put it on me, bitch. Yeah. Yeah. It makes me cringe a little bit just cause it's that word. Um, yeah, me this, too. In specifically about a woman, but, um, I do it using context clues. It is, it does just seem to be a sex positive song. And usually even in their most sex positive songs at the end, they're like, and then I'm going to like treat you like shit. And I'm just going to leave without even saying goodbye or giving you a hug or a kiss. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to get out of there. Yeah. Um, But in this song, it's, it's a very like song of Solomon, you know, just like song of songs, uh, devotion. Yeah. You know, and there's, yeah, there's no hint that uh, there's any using taking place. Yeah. I mean, there's a little bit of you're my favorite freak. So like it, you know, it implies that she's not the only one who he goes to for sexual satisfaction. Not necessarily. That could also be like in in the history of his lovers. Sure. You know? Yeah. But I mean, even that isn't necessarily. Yeah. So. Yeah, I I dig this song. Yeah, yeah, the chorus is really, really catchy and funny. Oh goody, oh goody, <laughs> <laughs> great. Okay, next song is called "I Do This." Well, I'm your motherfucker. I'm that motherfucking motherfucker. Scrubby times. Let me be your scrubby brother. Cause I do this all the time. Yeah, my So before you synopsize this, uh, that line, he has that line that we just heard, because I'm your motherfucker, I'm that motherfucking motherfucker, is in scrubby time, let me be your scrubby brother. Do you remember a uh, SNL skit from a while back? It was the sequel to Dick in a Box called Mother Lover. Yeah. Do you remember that one? It kind of reminds yeah. me of Mother Lover. Lover. <laughs> uncensored version off of spotify uh, yeah so oh my mother God. mother lover every mother's day needs mother's night yep P- pushing that place where you came out as a babe <laughs> yikes uh, yikes uh <laughs> Yeah, so uh, Jay and Shaggy are supportive enablers to their friends. They'll steal, they'll buy drugs and weapons, like uh, tank guns. Yep. <laughs> uh, and they'll kill people and hide dead bodies, etc. Yeah. It's, um, like the, uh, set- it's like the flip side to Juggalo homies. Yes. There's all those lines about, so. like, who threw up in your car and felt worse about it than you did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but this this character in here is, I mean, yeah, is more of a motherfucker, and not not just a sort of belligerent, um, you know, you know, shit in your hot tub or whatever. Yeah. Um, this is a pretty pretty dangerous bad person. <laughs> <laughs> Don't judge um, him. Well, I'm going to, because because oh. he's a hitman. Is he? <laughs> yeah. Well, you need a fucking hitman who who the shit with a quick plan. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Does it? Yeah. Well, I think that means he can operate as a hitman in a situation, but that doesn't necessarily mean he's existentially a hitman. 
you know, like okay. it's not as prof- he's not a professional, but if you want him to like assume the duties of a hitman, he could for a minute. I don't. <laughs> All right. You know, like I can d- I can DJ for a party and like play a playlist or something that doesn't make me a DJ. You know, you're right. Yeah. Um, doesn't change the fact that you made that playlist and <laughs> DJ that party. You uh-huh. can never take that back. You're right. I, c- I can never take that back. I'll never forgive myself. We are your friends. Um, yeah, there's a really, so (laughs) there's a pretty funny part at the end of the song. Uh, that's pretty catchy. If you're trying to hide a dead body and then singing clown love. Yeah. Hit me up. Clown love. Hit me up. Clown love. I think that's, Um, I think that's shaggy doing that part too. Yeah. If you're trying to buy a tank gun, clown love, trying to break someone out of prison. Clown love. Clown love. Uh, so yeah, that's base. That's basically it. It's about um, Juggalos sticking together, uh, not for better, just for worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Juggalo homies was for better, and this is for worse. Yeah, very yeah. much. Uh, I like this one self-deprecating line in this song, where he's just like, he's. I think this is like the first. This is the first verse where he's kind of. It almost seems like he's introduced to this person. He's like, what you need? Something stole for you? Something to hold for you? And he says, uh, you just trying to hang with someone who's uglier than you are? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I like that. Self-deprecating. Yeah, there, there is this element to this song that's like, hey, I'm really proud of like the role that I offer in people's life, which is just like, I don't give a fuck. I'll like do the thing that you can't necessarily stomach. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's a negative badge of honor. Yeah. You know, so it's a dirty, dirty job, but somebody has got to do it. Yeah. Juggling. Jug- Somebody, juggle so, somebody's got to buy them tank guns. Yeah. Otherwise the, the tank gun industry would go out of business and then where would we be? Yeah. Okay, so the next song is called What About Now? Grass and fucking disco dancing, floor lights I'm cutting. I remember Beatlemania sweeping the planet. All that screaming from hoes I couldn't stand. I remember it. Bruce Lee, PS3, the palms, Spandex, hair metal, rock, love songs. But everything's came and gone somehow. I only ask you, what the fuck is happening now? There's plenty of shaggy on this record. We've just listened to a bunch of shaggy. Hmm. This is, this song's about your favorite um your favorite topic. Forrest Gump? <laughs> uh-huh. This this is really the Forrest Gump of ICP songs. Yeah. ICP has been around a long time. They've, I was just going to say nostalgia. Oh. Uh I don't know about that because it it's not real a lot of it. They've been around since true. Beef Oven, I guess. Um They've seen all kinds of important shit, and now they're wondering, like Marvin Gaye, what's going on? They are confused by modern times. The chorus goes, nothing, let me know. Sure feel like nothing, let me know what. Might be something there. What's good? I feel in nothing, let me know what's good. So they think nothing's going on now. Specifically in terms of um, music scenes. Is it just music scenes? Oh, yeah. I guess it Talking is music about scenes. The Doors, Mike Moonwalking and Spinning, uh, Beatlemania. Um, Hippie Smoke. There's a grass. couple other things. Like he throws in Bruce Lee and Pong, PS3, and Pong video games. Um, yeah, but mostly it's uh, yeah, mostly it's music. Yeah. 
uh, especially Shaggy lays it all out. So many different cliques and crews to belong to, all identified by the music they drawn to. Mm-hmm. Check the status of your apparatus and then go. Nowadays, it ain't that clear, though. Yeah. I don't even know what to do with kids these days. Used to be you just put some <laughs> you just put some face paint on your face like God intended and you were a juggalo, but you just you look at these kids these days, none of them have face paint on and you just don't know where they fit in. Are they jocks? Are yeah. they nerds? Are they juggalos? What are they? I I kinda don't like I felt myself getting annoyed at this song and then there would be a line like I remember when the twist was the thing to do. Slap grease on your head and hose hang with you. Yeah. That's great. And then it's like yeah, funny, like, okay, they're not taking this that seriously. They're yeah. talking about, you know, I remember when Jazz was born in New Orleans. Yeah. And then oh, right Mom after that, Pop he's talking about eight stars. tracks. Yeah. I'd explore these. He just he doesn't even go into Jazz in New Orleans, immediately changes topics to Mom and Pop record stores. And then yeah. the rest, <laughs> it's a quatrain, four lines. And the first line is about jazz being born in New Orleans. That seems like a pretty fertile ground to explore. But nope, he switches and spends nope. the other three lines talking about record stores. <laughs> turns, out I, turns out I know nothing about jazz. <laughs> <laughs> I know nothing about jazz and I don't care to, look, to find out. And so he talks about eight tracks at mom and pop record stores. And yeah. So yeah, I, I, I agree. This This song would be insufferable if it was taking itself seriously or... yeah sincere in any way they're just goofing off having fun yeah they even talk about sold selling pills to elvis stealing his guitar selling it on ebay yeah um (laughs) hanging out with beethoven when he went blind deaf and blind delivering pizza to led zeppelin i don't think that he went blind (laughs) i think i think they just well he did when he died to rhyme with he well okay Or did he die? Wicked clowns never die. The original Juggalo, (laughs) Beethoven. (laughs) Oh, that explains Uh, all the black and white paint in his portraits. Okay. mm -hmm. (laughs) I thought he just had like some uh, birthmarks or something. Wicked clowns never die. Nope. All right. What else? Do I have anything else? Oh, there's a moonwalk alert. Petitik the clown. Uh, Yes. Ludwig the clown. Uh, Shaggy talks about I remember shit live back when nobody missed it like Mike first doing the mood walk and spinning so that's cool I, just today my coworker was talking about um, watching MJ on TV for the first time when he when he first moonwalked like she watched a live performance I think I think it's mooned walk excuse is, me is how you say it <laughs> yeah that makes no sense <laughs> <laughs> Unless he pulled down his pants. <laughs> well, who's to say? Um, I don't think anyone watched it. Yeah. Is the original, like, you know, um, Justin Timberlake and uh, what's her name? Janet Jackson? <laughs> yeah, Janet yeah. Jackson. Super Bowl. Uh, I can only imagine people just losing their goddamn minds when they saw Moonwalking for the first time. Right? Yeah. What yeah. else looked like that? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So next song is called Watch My Ride. I'm on them slopes. I'm grabbing slopes. <laughs> Watch my ride while I'm inside. And Is this, like, how long have the uh, boopy boops, like, key fobs been around for cars? 
Uh, at least since the early, the late nineties or early aughts. Okay. Um, so this is a song, uh, Shaggy does this intro. So there I am, right? Standing in front of the store and this motherfucker wants to pull up and he has the gall to say to me, watch my ride while I'm inside. This bitch is new, worth more than you. Don't stand too close. Just stand on post and watch my ride while I'm inside. Um, yeah, basically this uh, kind of pretentious jerk who's doing a lot of posturing mm-hmm. tells I'm uh, tells Shaggy Two Dope. I'm assuming to watch his ride while it's running, so he can go in and buy cigarettes. Yeah, I guess. And so yeah, and so in in response, um, Shaggy and Jay uh, kill him. <laughs> And they, uh-huh. and, they, and they steal his car and they crash it. That's what I call karma. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> it took a minute. <laughs> yeah. This Is this the first time we've seen one of the ICP folks explicitly play a, uh, a non-version of themselves character? Who, who's... Violent, because, Violent yeah, J he's plays... playing the guy. Yeah, the character, the nouveau riche asshole. Yeah. Um, interacting with Shaggy, and there's like lots of dialogue back and forth. I think this might be the first time we've seen that. Mm, I mean, they play they play the preachers. Mm, wait, when? The televangelist preachers. Like oh, a few albums back. That's true. I don't know. Like, yeah. I feel like that was a little bit more ambiguous whether they were like themselves taking on a persona in order to trick people or if they were explicitly playing someone other than themselves because I don't ICP has a really interesting way of approaching person versus persona cuz usually when they're using the word i the first person they are uh playing like some version of themselves or some like variant or exaggeration of themselves but they I don't know this this album has a lot of interesting interactions with that ICP is violent J is, is Joseph Bruce. They're one in the same. <laughs> and also Chris Gaines That's is violent J. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. This is, this is a fun little, little song about beep, boop, boop, key fobs and uh, yeah. killing somebody. I think they smash the car up before they steal it. It oh, kind of yeah. reminded, like, it kind of reminded me of, um, you ever play Street Fighter 2? Uh-uh. Uh, Wait, you go so to Street the, Fighter 2? Not something like Grand Theft Auto? Well, in Street Fighter 2, in the uh, in the bonus round, you have this competition where you have to... Who can do, who can do the most damage to a car? Oh, and you what? Have to, you have to fight a car. <laughs> <laughs> I do that every day just as a pedestrian. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta. It's like Mad Max out here, these Boston drivers. Yeah. News at six o'clock? Yes. Oh, this song is so good. I love it. No. <laughs> mm-hmm. The news is the ultimate horror core. It is. Yes. This song is, I think, one of their 
most interesting and uh, what's the word insightful pieces of social commentary. So this is all it's about not heavy handed either. No, I don't think. Yeah, it's like kind of subtle, which is yeah. really interesting. This is like maybe the most subtle we've seen them do, and it's ridiculously catchy. I think it might be one of ICP's most catchiest songs. That sort of like stomping, clapping thing going on. It's great. Yeah. Um, and also, I okay, I have, I have another sound sample. The like the sampling that that uh, Mike Clark does when Chegg is going news is really good. Listen to this. I really like how he just like breaks that up with the sampling. There's there's a lot of that in this album. Yeah. Uh sort of specifically uh new There's like a lot of dancey stuff in this. Yeah. Like EDM kind of hints in this music. Mhm. Not not just the song. Yeah. Um so in a way, ICP has come full circle about violence because usually they are the ones who are doing all this performative violence. But they say uh, that their violence, well, they don't come out, but they say they have these lines. Shit is way harder than them feeble cable movie channels because it's all real blood squirting out their checkered flannels. You couldn't think of nothing wickeder than what's already real. And on the news, if you like it scary, then you can't lose. Yeah. So they have the performative exaggerated not real violence and the real shit the real horror show my droogs is on the news yeah 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 what do you what do you think they're because they don't spell it out but what do you think they're getting at like are they talking about the the news as an institution profiting off of violence that's sort of how Um, i took it yeah. Yeah, there was this widely cited survey by Pew a few years ago exploring most people's attitudes about violence and uh especially the statistics of violence yeah. um specifically in the United States. They found that even though violent crime had been going down for decades, which it has been, people thought that it was going up. And right. the theory is that the perception of violence going up has to do with sensationalized media coverage, the 24-hour yeah. news cycle, uh, like website clickbaits, newspaper headlines, just like really amping up these stories where if it bleeds, it leads as the saying goes. Um, there's also this great, I'll drop a link in the show notes. There's a great interactive graph that the Atlantic published a few years ago where you can compare what you think the graph of violent crime looks like to what it has actually done. It starts Mm -hmm. in 1985 and you can like draw on the graph. And I imagine a lot of people would draw it, arcing upwards when it actually has arced downwards Hmm. yeah so interesting i i think that's how i read this song i could be wrong depending on like how they actually intended it but i think that's sort of the implication of of this so this whole this whole first um these first four i want to talk about the music a little bit and like the construction of this song the first four quatrains um are you, is that a bit when you pronounce it that way, by the way? Well, how is it supposed to be? I've always heard quatrains. Not As quatrains. 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 Oh, I have no idea why I say it that way. <laughs> um, the first four groups of four lines. Uh-huh. Um, the, the first four schwa <laughs> Yeah. Uh, they, uh, 
they set up this form and then they drop the form for like the second verse, which is cool that there's a different form in both verses. Mm-hmm. But the form is um, AA, two rhyming, so it's like a couplet, and then a line that ends on um, something on the news at six o'clock and again at 11. Yeah. And, and usually um, that with the third, stomp clap, the third line, uh, rhymes with the first two right before the, on the part yes. that leads into news at six o'clock. Yeah. But it doesn't land, um, at, at the end. Rhythmically. Yeah. yeah. And so it doesn't feel like a structural rhyme mm-hmm. there. Um, and I feel like the effect that it has is saying 11 at the end of each group of four lines acts as a sort of rhyming structure. Obviously, 11 doesn't rhyme with 11, but it sounds the same. And it makes you feel like you have to wait a really long time for that to be like tied back into itself. Mm-hmm. Rhyming wise, I think it, it's like a really cool effect. It's yeah. one of the, yeah, I think it's one of the coolest forms that they've done in their in their songs so far. Yeah. Doesn't doesn't a lot of blues music kind of have a similar structure where it's like A A A B and usually the B is like this repeating part instead of a chorus? Uh yeah. Or like Yeah, there's like um this song that's a crossover between blues and old time that goes, um Hang me, oh hang me, I'll be dead and gone. Hang me, oh, hang me, I'll be dead and gone. It's not the hanging that I mind. It's waiting in the jail so long. I've been all around this world. Good song, right? Yeah. <laughs> so it ends with it ends with that. Um, and every line has that same structure. So, yeah, I, I suppose you're probably right. I hadn't, hadn't occurred to me before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, this this song is is really fun musically. Has a lot to say in a like very especially by ICP standards a very subtle way. Yeah. Yeah. Channel 2, 4 and 7, they'd be kicking that news. They'd be kicking that, yeah. Broken bodies yeah, mutilated, song. decapitated and skeeted on. Down skate skate. <laughs> skeet, skeet. Uh skeet ball. All right, next song is called The Tower. It doesn't matter, there's a psychopath way up in a tower somewhere. And when they think they out of range, who's the hair? So it starts with a news report about a sniper on a tower and uh, all the sniping he did. And then it goes to first person. Did you know um, that's a real news report? No. Which one? Yeah. Which it's, event? It's the 1966 uh, shooting on the UT, UT Austin campus. Um, the guy climbed up in the tower and started shooting at people. Who who did that? Who was the shooter? Charles Whitman is the guy who did it. He's a former Marine sharpshooter. Okay, so not dissimilar then yeah. to this story. Uh-huh. So this story is a... It, it waits a long time to give it to you, but... You know, there's a there's a line that says, I fought in two wars. My country left me poor and sick, leg missing, Asian orange and an unusable dick. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
Yeah, this is about a person who's very adept with a rifle, um, barricading themselves up in a tower and uh, just shooting people. Mm-hmm. There's a really interesting uh, chorus. Um, this is like, yeah, some more kind of like poetic writing because yeah. the Jay sings, "It was hot that day, so fucking hot, um, hot and humid, etc." And um, that, and then there's an echo. Someone's in the tower, shooting from the tower. Watch out! Yeah. Um, and I, it's one of those things where it's like I can't necessarily explain why, but it felt like a good detail just talking yeah. like talking about how hot it was um yeah it felt weirdly insightful to add yeah yeah it's it's yeah. like non-obvious which i appreciate yeah um do you, this attack is still is still now ranked as the eighth deadliest mass shooting in u.s history interesting yeah so that's how many lot. how many people 18 people died including uh the the shooter and uh 31 injuries um also is that hmm? what's the what's the first one on this list oh is it wounded knee um well i think it depends on how you how many shooters there are shooting anyway the las vegas shooting the pulse nightclub where 59 people died or no, sorry, sorry, not not Pulse nightclub. That was uh, Orlando. Las Vegas was the country music outdoors festival. Oh man, yep. Not very long ago. No. Um. Yeah. So I was actually just hearing some other people on a different podcast talking about this this guy and how he uh, he had a brain tumor and oh. he like struggled with um what i think like schizophrenia or something and he like begged people to treat him and take him seriously i think if i remember right before he like went and did something bad he just like begged people to treat him and they wouldn't and uh uh, one night he killed his mother and wife and then the next day he goes to the ut austin and starts his shooting spree yeah Oh. Yep. Um, let's see. But the the really interesting thing is that they explicitly say, Violent J says that there is someone on a cell phone. Up chucked a couple times and I finally took aim. A man is chatting on his cell phone. I splattered his brain. Right. And it's kind of this interesting way to bring it into the modern world. Right. Which makes sense considering how many mass shooting events we have had. Um, yeah. And how much they've been increasing in the last few decades. Yes. There's an interesting new word coinage. He says, I'm quadrupolar. Well, yeah, what? Well, it's like bipolar, but twice as much. <laughs> or it's exponential, I guess, depending on how it's you pretty, look at it. Pretty good. Yeah. Um, there's also some more uh, social commentary. That I think you, you might have... You might have read it. I fought in two wars. My country left me poor and sick. Leg missing, Agent Orange, and an unusable dick. Um, and I don't think Charles Whitman himself specifically served in Vietnam, but yeah. that sounds a lot well, like... Well, I mean, if it was in 66, I think that would be before, right? Yeah, yeah, true. Um, but the, it just reminds me of the song Born in the USA and the, yes. the movie First Blood and... Uh, 
how our treatment of veterans hasn't really gotten better since and is maybe probably even worse. Yeah. Yep. One of Becca's uncles just died from Agent Orange. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. My step-grandfather has had leukemia for a while, like sort of in remission and out of remission, and uh, there's a theory going around that it might be due to Agent Orange. Yeah. Yeah. It's bad shit. Yep. All right. Let's keep it going with the party. So this is a really cool sort of classic hip hop form of the story song. It's like, uh, and it's a Shaggy solo outing, and Shaggy shows up at a party in an unfamiliar neighborhood, and he's surprised by the DJ, who is much better than he thought he'd be. He's spinning so well that Shaggy, quote, had to back up and scoop his wig off the floor. And so what Shaggy does, <laughs> right? I, uh, he, he's wearing his sugar bear wig. <laughs> that would be great. Uh I, they use that word a lot, and I'm not really sure what that is supposed to mean, because like Shaggy's bald has like buzz cut, mm-hmm. so I don't know. Um, so Shaggy challenges this DJ to a spinoff, and as far as I can tell, it's kind of left unresolved who actually wins. But there is a huge explosion, so I guess everybody died and the planet blew up or something. <laughs> um. <laughs> There are some really great beats and some fantastic scratching on this song. I was really into yeah. Why don't people do... Why isn't this in every song? Like in every That's pop song? That's what I'm saying. Scratching is so cool sounding. It's, it's, the, it's the closest thing to like a, a ryth, like rhythmic improvisation. There's no rhythmic improvisation anymore because everything's quantized like in pop right. music. Yeah. And it's like, ah, oh, man, I really, really miss that. Um Miss that's the them scratches. Mm-hmm. Scratch really my fun. back. Scratch my back yeah. and I'll scratch yours. I'm so itchy. <laughs> Give me the scratches. Damn scratch. Yeah. Uh so this song opens with the lines I walked into the party with no invite. Which one of these hoes am I fucking tonight? Which I don't know if you've ever heard this song. It reminds me of a song by Enrique Iglesias. <laughs> This, Have you is heard? this really Enrique? Yeah, that's really an Enrique Iglesias wow. song. Wow. Uh, I first heard that when someone performed it at karaoke, and I was like, I'm going to what now? <laughs> I was like, oh, my. Quite forward, <laughs> sir. Uh, I, I do declare. <laughs> Mercy. <laughs> I do believe I have the vapors. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let me, let me get my fainting couch. Uh, where's um, my fan? Yeah. Yeah, that's, so that... That song, Enrique, oh, Enrique, how, how the mighty have fallen. It also sounds like a Psy song. I can just imagine Psy doing his like weird horsey dance in the middle of that chorus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, uh. Anyway. Uh, yeah, that's, that's all I have about the party. Okay, here's the thing, though. Does Shaggy actually scratch? <laughs> Himself? Like, not his character? Yeah. 
I don't know. I thought that he did at some point, but we haven't heard any scratching like, for many albums. Like in this song, he does like the character does this scratching solo that I think is better than DJ Clay scratching. Like it's really good and really fun. Yeah. And uh, but I'm wondering who actually did that. Uh, he's listed on Wikipedia as his instruments being vocals and turntables. Really? Yeah. Maybe he did it. Yeah. I mean. It sounded great. It did sound great. Good for you, Shaggy. You've okay. done it again. You've done it time. again. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's get to the next song. It's called Bitch I Lied. My brother wrote for me, Bitch I Lied. Every time I left town, I really stayed right here at home, dicking hoes down. Every penny that you helped my mom with went straight to the Asian spa, bitch. really curious what you think of this song so late on yeah here. so this is this is a woman hating song well that's one way um, of looking at it okay i mean the song the song starts off with um it's a breakup and violent J is revealing to his long-term lover that he's been lying the whole time he's a pathological liar he lies about everything um and uh yeah it starts off with kind of standard um stuff like infidelity um yeah mostly just a bunch of infidelity stories uh then it, it takes another step uh my watch is fake this ain't my coat and uh i sent you letters that my brother wrote for me okay it's a little weirder yeah um well, here, here's a question. Sorry to interrupt, but yeah. what makes you think this is a breakup of his long-term yeah. lover? It might be subtext, um, it, but it at almost, the beginning, it, at mm-hmm. the beginning, there's this like woman. Actually, it's through the whole thing, there's this woman crying and saying something like, uh, "It sounds like they're in a he's in a fight with someone that he's close to." Hmm. I, it almost sounded like uh, it only could have worked if this is like their first date or they haven't known each other very long. Like the second verse goes, bitch, I lied to you. This ain't my home. Kicked in the back door and now we're alone. Like you can't keep that up for very long because what if someone comes home while you're there? You know? That makes sense. Yeah. Um, There's <laughs> there's there's a bunch of uh, kind of really outlandish lies. Mm-hmm. Um, I never played football for Michigan State. Not <laughs> that outlandish, but kind of weird and random. I never won a medal for winning a backstroke race. Uh-huh. <laughs> pretty funny. I told you uh, I went to McDonald's in Thailand. Yeah. <laughs> then that what? happens. And you bought that shit. Damn. Yeah. Uh, I told you that Al Pacino was my man. <laughs> By the way, the, the rhyming of Thailand with my man... Very um, good. With the emphasis on my is like a pretty fun forced rhyme. That is good. Uh, yeah. I like that a lot. Uh, my man. Yeah. The the most kind of like not very tasteful and kind of troubling part of this song is the chorus. Hey, look, I lied and I'm happy for it. Look how you turned out to be. You're no prize, no prize. Yeah. Um, And that that is the line that made me think that it was about a long-term lover. Like, look how you turned out to be. Yeah, I like, guess. Yeah, because I don't know what else that would mean. 
Cameron, um, you know what? You surprised me a little bit because just a few weeks ago you were trying to, to parse which forms of misogyny were okay and which were not. And and now you're shitting on this song. Whereas I feel like there's some room for interpretation to say that they're being ironic and this is sort of a portrait of how shitty men can be to women. Except for the chorus. Interesting. The chorus is the part that like feels the most clear to me that they mean it sincerely to some extent. Just for the record, I've never <laughs> appreciated any of the misogyny. <laughs> I've appreciated moments in misogynistic songs. I think mostly my my deal has been trying to trying to understand and mm, no, I'm pretty where sure these songs are coming pretty from. Pretty sure you were Mr. Misogyny for a while. Okay. <laughs> it's you. better than Miss Misogyny, I guess. That's my least favorite pageant. Uh well, I ain't no Mr. Well, right. You threw the misogyny parade, remember? Without a Mr. Wrong. <laughs> and you fucked up and met Mr. Worst. <laughs> Mr. Worst. Hooray for misogyny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you had the marching band and everything. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I held the baton. <laughs> Uh yeah yeah this these song. nuts hmm okay so yeah this song it yeah it feels like the the only real bummer the only real clunker on this album because yeah I would have liked it a lot more if there was a lot more funny lies yeah and it was much more exaggerated and less serious yeah. in the chorus yeah um, that's the thing that like made that earlier song more enjoyable is the um, the the Forrest Gump one, you know, yeah, the like tall tales, yeah, yeah. There's some gaslighting in this song. Flip the script up and talk you blind. Backwards reenactment, rewind. Tangle the topic. Have you blaming you for the fucked up shit I do? Yeah, that seems like it's like self aware. Yes, and like it, like it is a parody of yeah, um, or yeah. There are definitely parts of this song that really feel. Like uh, sort of self-aware um, portraits of how shitty men can be. Yeah. But then the chorus just feels very sincere, very straight ahead. You're no yeah. prize, no prize. I think they even say, you're no prize, bitch, no prize. Well, I think the the issue is that, like, ICP, they never say, like, I'm right and you're wrong. Usually they say... You're wrong and I'm wrong. Yeah. Like, that's usually, like, the angle they're coming from. It's like, we're all really fucked up. And it's sort of like, uh, there's bad people on both sides. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, we we can't draw lines in the to sand paraphrase. between Nazis and non-Nazis. There's fine people on both sides. Yeah. Okay. Well, enough of that song. Let's talk about Play My Song. This song is super fun. Um, I, I actually have to play the intro, which is a skit which is at the end of the previous song where ICP is meeting with this like shitty morning DJ named Dave noodles and <laughs> which is great. I love that. Um, and he gets their name wrong 
and then they criticize him. I, I slice CP, slice CP, and uh, I just love the voice acting for Dave Noodle, like the like the doubtful way he responds to them. Listen to that, Dave. How come everything y'all play fucking sucks? We don't suck, bro. We rock. <laughs> we rock assholes. Oh no, we don't. Yes, yes. we rock. <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> And one of them says, yeah, you do. And the other one says, uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Dave Noodle. Anyway, so this song is called Play My Song. Uh, and this is a song about cruising around in a car, going on a rampage, you know, violent shit like they've done before. They're causing mayhem. They're chopping backs off, etc. And then they call out, play my song, to which a female voice responds, well, what you trying to hear? And Shaggy says, something about murder. And Jay says, I got that. <laughs> um, and I, I, uh, I had to cut off the last half of the chorus for uh, fair use reasons, but here's the second half <laughs> of the chorus. Loopholes. <laughs> I mostly just like those background vocals where it's like, bloody, bloody, bloody. Yeah, it's kind of musically interesting. Yeah. Bloody, 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 bloody. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Three and then four. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this is a very enjoyable song. I liked it a lot. Um, it's There's a, a moment, I think, in the music where they rhyme uh, with a swing, swing, Swing your throat's whistling, and I think they say whistling. Mm -hmm. The three incisions I made are as fine as G strings. Mm. You'd think that they would have sung or rapped uh, whistling, yeah, with and, swing, 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 yeah. Interesting, is it, it a weird, like non rhyme? It was a blank rhyme, <laughs> yeah, half rhyme, yeah. There's some really good flow on this song. The beat the jab, 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 I'll punch you in your flab, drag you to the butcher shop, and chop you into slab. Ooh, that's very good. Yeah. Also very uh, good. We hit the ace, 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 and love giving chase. Wicked clowns got more than some pie for your face. I think he's talking about jizz. Okay. <laughs> Bukake party. Um, yeah, I think this third verse is is the most interesting um it kind of gives context to the song every one of us got to have murder or death to remind ourselves that we still have our breath whether it's tasteful or disgraceful shit as long as everybody got get a face full some of us root for the coppers others root for the killing but everybody needs their murderous thrillings trace it back to when mankind was swinging from a tree as in monkeys uh murders what we talking about and always will be uh yeah. just another yeah big a big meta moment that like they're offering some sort of catharsis some sort of fundamental human need by t singing about violence and yeah about i mean violence i don't think it's controversial to say that icp is the um bedrock of human civilization yeah. they're the reason we're not swinging from trees anymore and we live in skyscrapers yeah let let us chop the backs off so you don't have to. <laughs> Ooh, that would that sounds like a campaign slogan. Man, like yeah. Violent J for president. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Couldn't be uh, worse than some of the ones we've had. All right. Oh, political. Oh, shit. Oh, no. Oh, he went there. Okay, Mexico City is the next song. 
Okay. Uh, Mexico City. This is... It's better than Garth's Mexico song. Oh, yes, it is. <laughs> that was uh, pretty racist, right? Yeah. It's not my favorite. Um, but anyway, Jay goes to Mexico City because he's on the lam. Yep. Oh, and, oh uh, his lines about that are so great. He says, they want me on murder rap, which violates my probation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did did you know that murders violate probation? Man, yes. what is the world coming to? Pretty pretty good little understatement there. Yep. Um yeah, sold my car to a junkyard and bought a one way bus ride. Take me across the border, I'll cool out and hide. And it ends up in Mexico. City, City that is. Speaking of people going around the world, Violent J is San Carmen San Diego. He says, don't fucking matter, man, from Pakistan to Chuck E. Cheese's, from the Ramada in Granada on through as far as the equator reaches, Virginia beaches, Saskatoon, Cancun, the Blue Lagoon. See, very good rhymes on this album. From desert sand dunes, metropolises to the boons, from Pueblo North, Kakalaki, back to Waikiki. They're searching high and low for me, but I'm in Mexico City. Aruba, Jamaica. Oh, I want to take you. Yeah. Bermuda, Bahama. Come on, pretty mama. Come on, pretty mama. Jeez, come on. Yeah. Oh, there's also a totally a uh, a jump rope chant from Shaggy. Maybe I can fetch a job, find a wife, and start a family. In Maybe I can learn Spanish because nobody's understanding me. <laughs> Maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I did. I did dig that. He's spelling out Mexico City. Just for for, for all of our illiterate listeners, <laughs> what he's spelling is, is uh, who Mexico have to listen City. to the podcast instead of the uh, read the transcriptions like of the normal people. Yeah, the, all the normal people. <laughs> yeah. This is actually an audio book. We're just yeah. reading aloud essays that Cameron and I have written, sort yeah. of uh, dialectical essays in the Hegelian tradition of yeah. just back and forth of cultural criticism. Uh, let's see. Speaking of, uh, something, this opens with some voice acting, which has a very stereotypical Mexican accent in Spanish, but I'm pretty sure it's delivered by a white guy who has a fairly weak grasp of Spanish because at one point he says tenemos instead of tenemos, I think. Yeah. It goes like this. Maybe it's some sort of fun portmanteau. Could be. He also says, Tenemos a todo, which would mean like, we have to it all. We have, yeah. <laughs> we have at the whole thing. The have all, at you. The thing? We have it. We have, it. we have to it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, any, any other thoughts about this one? No, I don't. I don't really like it. Eh, yeah, it's not that great. Yeah, um, it's pretty fun musically, I'd say. So Ooh. next one, eh, next one is called "If I Was a Serial Killer." Bitty 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 bum. 
All day long, I'd serial killer bum. <laughs> if I was a serial killer man. <laughs> I like our version of this song better than, yeah. than this song. If I was a serial killer, they would find all my victims' heads in funky-ass gas station toilets. And if I was a serial killer. Are you, are, you, are you looking it up on Google so you can no. parody the lyrics a bit more? <laughs> you son of a bitch. I know uh, your tricks. Uh, <laughs> I see what you're doing. You think I had those Beach Boy lyrics memorized? No way. <laughs> no way. I don't have room in my brain for that. No, it's just too too intricate. Uh, so basically, this is a song about what would happen if Jay and Shaggy were serial killers. And uh, part of me wants to read the song as, as some more subtlety from them, where they are playing with the performative violence and the performative nature of that violence and how they're not actually killing people. The whole persona versus person split. Um, yeah. This feels like is sort of meta commentary. Yeah. Yeah, I and, agree. Uh, there, Shaggy does that kind of defensive thing again, which I yeah. always love. Yep. This is, this is if I was a ser- serial killer and though I ain't, uh, but if I was, I would do my walls up blood red with blood paint. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> this is, this is if I was a serial killer and though I ain't, but if I was, I never stopped because I know that I can't. Yep. Yeah, so like Jay has this very sincere piano ballad and then Shaggy breaks in with rapping. I kind of like this form of like singing and then rapping. Uh, I think it's kind of kind of kind of catchy. Yeah, it's it's a very long song though. It's like seven and a half minutes long. Oh my definitely god! Doesn't, it's a, doesn't need to be that long. No, it's like a power ballad. It's like freaking November Rain or something. Yeah. Jesus. Um, uh, it's like freaking November rain or something. <laughs> high, high praise. High, well, is it? If you if you knew my thoughts about Guns N' Roses, you wouldn't say that. Um, oh, I was thinking of Purple Rain. My oh, bad. no, 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 no. November rain. <laughs> oh, my God. We got to look up for a mashup. Purple November rain. I'm sure it exists. <laughs> Drop scheme falling on my head. Yeah. Oh, you can you can mash that one up too. Uh, Rain yeah, I, I've always wanted Burt Bacharach and uh, <laughs> and Prince to get together. Uh, yeah. Too late now. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's the touching reunion with Mikey Clark. He says, "Yes." Shaggy says, "The tempest raining, lightning bolts, and fire rain." ICP with Mikey Clark again. I want to run with this hatchet. And then they reference some of their pals: Wicked Clowns, Blaze, Twisted, Boondocks, and Lotus. Um, and, and Jay has this interesting verse or I don't know, a verse, a coda where I kind of wonder if he means this on some level. He says, I don't know who myself anymore. I don't know who I am anymore. I don't know who to be anymore. And I don't know who I am anymore. Yeah. So Mm. some very interesting thoughts about identity in this song. 
Man. Okay. Well, how about we take a quick little detour to the Amazon? Yeah. For the top critical review from Tatiana, who says, okay, for old CD. It's okay. For used CD, I guess. It plays fine in the beginning, but has a few tracks in the end which are unplayable, maybe scratched up or damaged. I bought used CD for the first time and think I better stick to the new ones. Yep. So, some sage, sage there advice you go. from Tatiana. <laughs> uh, you know, you know, take this, it from Tatiana. If you buy old CDs, you're playing Russian roulette. This is like, <laughs> we never come out right and said this, like, but. The reason that's stupid is like, why would you put that in a review? It <laughs> has nothing yeah. to do with that, that's reviewing the, kind of thing. the music. That's not the producer's fault. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, the kind of thing you put in uh, in the review of the seller and not the album itself. Yeah. Thank you for listening, everyone. You can visit us online at boxset.website. Email us at email at boxset.website or tweet us at Podcast. Um, if you, and Nathan will read the tweets to me. <laughs> I, apparently I will, because somebody can't b- be bothered to be on Twitter. Uh, he doesn't know the value of social media engagement and SEO and online marketing and stuff. Nope. Yep. I'm speaking. Just a, I'm just a basic, basic podcaster. Bitch. Uh, speaking of SEO, if you have the time you, and you wouldn't mind writing us a review on Apple Podcasts, that please, would really please, help. Please, 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 Just 10 more really long ones. Reviews, that is. <laughs> and if you uh, want to give us your money more directly, you can go to our Patreon at support.boxset.website. And uh, the other way you can support one of us is if you want to listen to Cameron's other podcast, which is called Get Up on the Cool. But you know, It benefits Nathan in no way does at not. all. How cool can it really be without <laughs> Nathan Hunt? You know? Uh, cool. I'm, I'm Mr. Cool. And get Mr. Up Misogyny. Get Cool by thinking outside of the box set. Get up in the cool box. Yeah. <laughs> so... Until next week, where we talk about what album are we talking about? Not that you would know, because you apparently yeah, don't know. No idea. <laughs> you apparently don't know what album we're yeah. talking about until <laughs> twenty minutes before the episode starts. The next yeah. one is called "Bang Pow Boom." Oh, good. Yeah, and I'm I think it's. To that I one. think it's the first. Is it the first of their uh, second Joker's cards? I think it might be. Yeah. Anyway, so until next time, I've been Nathan Hunt and. It's only for religious reasons, but I've got a Schwarzschwarze tattoo. Are <laughs> uh, you going to stick with that one? <laughs> it's not going to make the final I'm a, cut, I'm a Buddhist. Huh? <laughs> it's for re- it's uh, religious. It's. I'm Cameron DeWitt, and uh, I got m- more than some pie for your face. <laughs> oh. I'm Nathan Hunt, and uh, it's all it's all real blood squirting out my checkered flannels. <laughs> I'm Cameron DeWitt, and uh, come on, put it on me. Mm-hmm. I'm Nathan Hunt, and I told you I owned a McDonald's in Thailand, and you bought that shit. <laughs> Damn. Uh, I'm I'm Cameron, and Shaggy's chilling on my shoulder in a custom-made basket. Of course he is. Why wouldn't he be? <laughs> I don't know if you've heard, but word on the street is that uh, Stackley was a bad man. Mm-hmm. I forgot the best line in here is um, 
in the growing up song. Uh, I try to stay in one place. It ain't no use in hiding. Hella choppers beaming with with coppers on all sides. Mm, they've I done that. that. Hella chop. Hella choppers. Oh, that part is the good part. Yeah. I mean, they've done the chopper copper thing before. But hella yeah. choppers, that's very good. I also like yeah. the line from that song, through the oceans and don't even be getting my nuts wet. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Um, oh, the, and the whole intro to that song, too. When I, It's that kid who's like, when I grow up, I want to be a giant, the biggest motherfucker alive. That would be yeah. the shit. Yeah, and I was wondering about it, that. I almost brought that up. DJ it. Yeah, I, I was wondering if, if they like paid a child actor to say those lines. Nothing's funnier than kids cussing. Yeah, it's, they're even funnier than rapping grannies. Yeah. I'm Cameron DeWitt, and those that have heard can't describe my bump, is what I should have said. <laughs> That's very good. Haunted Bumps is such a funny line. It's such a funny title. Uh, it's all right. Haunted Bumps. I just need one more haunted bump. <laughs> uh, 